Hello and welcome. As the fallout of Nigerian Zetas protest, which unfortunately took a very, very, very sad note, we'll take a look at protests across different countries of the world. But first, we'll begin by defining what protests mean. According to the Cambridge English Dictionary, protests can be defined as a strong complaint expressing disagreement, disapproval, or opposition. Today, we take a look at protests around the world and we begin with our home country, Nigeria, where there was a national protest by young people tagged in SARS. You will recall that for over two weeks, shortly after Nigeria's 60th independence celebration, youth were on the streets protesting police brutality, violation of rights and social injustice in the country. Though the Inspector General of Police did respond to the NSAR's protests by establishing a new police unit tax what, these young people still remained on the streets, especially in Lagos, where the protests had its strongest voice. Their claim was that SWAT was a mere rename of the old. As the protests went on, the Nigerian military gave the news of commencing its Operation Crocodile Smell the Eye, which was to commence amidst the protest. This for them, according to the Nigerian army, was to be a cyber warfare against acts on social media, which tends to put the national security at risk. Don't forget that the NSAS vanguard started on social media. Will this be a pointer to their social media vanguard? Well, so many more to be unfolded. Well, on the launch of the Operation Crocodile Smile, which was meant to commence 20th October, the first shootout by the military, which is still alleged, occurred at the Lagos Lekki Gate, where the protest had the strongest presence, with unarmed young men and women being shot at while remaining at the toll gate, despite a coffee order by the Lagos State Government which was declared to commence same 20th. And this declaration was just made a few hours before. Now, these young men and women were shot at as sounds of gunshots filled the air, as well as voices of persons yelling in fear and grief at the sight of hand men shooting at them in the dark. Could they have been yelling at Santa Claus? <laughs> isn't, isn't Christmas yet, is it? Well, several online shreds of video evidence were online to capture the event. But as it stands, people claim these are still allegations against the Nigerian army. Now, this sad occurrence left Lekki residents and the entire nation in complete shock and sadness, especially as the leader of the nation, Nigeria's President Muhammad Buhari remained silent many, many, many hours after the occurrence. Until much later, he eventually made a media broadcast to the nation with no mention of the lucky killings. Oh my god. Well, exactly a week after the lucky Toge killings, the Lagos State Government commenced its judicial panel of inquiry to look into human rights violations, allegations of the defunct NSAS group, and of course, look into the Lekish killings which occurred 20th October 2020. 
Well, based on all the occurrences in Nigeria and the Intel's protest, we take a look at protests around the world. But before we move into that, our question will be, a national protest in usual? Could protests be peculiar to Nigeria alone? And looking at the lucky killings, a major question one would ask is, what are the killings? Why would the military want to shoot at their young? Could they look like the criminals they are searching for? These are many questions on the mind of many Nigerians and so many questions to ask the military men. You know, but as we get answers to that, we begin to move to other countries of the world. We begin with Belarus. Belarus is a country that borders very close to Russia. In Belarus, the election Belarus's long-term leader Alexander Lukashenko won has triggered Belarus mass protests as many citizens believe the election was rigged in his favor. More than 100,000 people gathered at the central capital for four consecutive Sundays since the disputed August elections. The protesters want just one thing. President Lukashenko should simply step down. Nothing more. Hmm. I hope we could get this in Nigeria. I really do hope. From Belarus, we moved to Namibia. Now, Namibia's protests seem to take a different turn as the protesters in Namibia have taken to the streets protesting against one thing, gender-based violence. Now, this protest occurred after the body of a woman was found in a shallow grave. The woman's name is Shannon Wasafal. This woman has been declared, had been declared missing about six months before and then a body, a dead body particularly, was later found dead in a shallow grave. It will interest you to know that Namibia is reported as one of the countries with the highest reported cases of domestic violence. Sometimes they have more than 200 registered cases on a, in a month. Theirs isn't political, theirs is gender-based. I do hope to find a solution to that. I really, really do hope so. From Namibia, we moved to Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, their protest, which started in June as a result of an extradition bill introduced by the government on the 1st of April 2020, which allowed criminal suspects permission to leave within mainland China. Well, this bill doesn't seem to go down well with a lot of people, as they claim this will expose a lot of Hong Kong people to unfair trials and violent treatments. Now the protesters made a five-point demand. Sounds like a five-point agenda. <laughs> I'm sure you Nigerians know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, in Hong Kong, the protesters made their five-point demand to the government, and they urged the government not to see their demand as their demand or claims as rioters, but simply listen to them. They were simply asking. First, for an independent inquiry into police brutality. Hmm, this sounds familiar. Secondly, the protesters demanded amnesty for arrested protesters. Hmm, sounds a little familiar too. And withdrawal of the extradition bill and implementation of complete universal suffrage. 
After several months of protests, guess what? The government withdrew the extradition bill. Maybe protests will work after all, provided you don't shoot at protesters. From Hong Kong, we moved to Ivory Coast. In Ivory Coast, protesters are protesting against the decision of the Ivory Coast President Alassane Kotara seeking a, second, a third term in office. I beg your pardon. As Ivory Coast citizens prepare for presidential elections at the 1st October, opposition parties and protesters condemn the legality of President Guattara recontesting the election. Simple as ABC. They're not fighting anything else. All they are saying to their president is, we don't want you a third term, two terms. It's just fine. Hmm. Sounds a little familiar. Ring some sort of bell in Nigeria to probably just has them turn out into a protest, I think. From Ivory Coast, we moved to Chile. In Chile, Chile's protest started last year, October, as a result of an increase in transportation hmm. within the capital city, Santiago. But the protest later changed to something bigger as citizens began protesting against high level of inequality, high cost of healthcare, poor funding of the education sector, and high cost of living within the country. Hmm. I don't want to keep saying all of this protest sounds familiar, but it does kind of do sound familiar. On Sunday, 18th October 2020, the protesters marked one year anniversary of their protest. Sometimes protests seems protesters are very, very adamant from the look of thing, things. And it looks like consistency and continued protest probably seems to get the attention of the government of the day. Probably does. From there we move to Thailand. In Thailand, Many young people took to the streets protesting and calling for the resignation of their Prime Minister, Pius Chan Ocha, a former army chief who seized power during the 2014 coup and later got premier during last year's elections. The student-led protest group also demanded amendment to the country's constitution. They are seeking a new election and an end to the harassment of rights activists and state critics. Now, this pro-democracy protest is reported as the biggest protest ever experienced in Thailand. You know what I'm thinking? I'm beginning to think that protests that are led by young people, you know, seems to drag a lot of crowd, a lot of voices, because it seems the younger people have seem to have a lot of energy. Because I'm wondering, this protest in Thailand, like we've been told, is students student-led and it's been recorded as the biggest protest the country has ever experienced. It sounds very similar to Nigeria's NSAS protest as the vanguard of the NSAS across the country was really large. Really, really large. Okay, back to Thailand as we're discussing. The Thailand protest, which started in February but was relaxed as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, get up again in June when one of the activists suddenly disappeared. The guy just went missing. Even though the government of the day denied any 
having anyone in the kidnap of the activists by name Wan Sholam Sasakist. The guy went missing despite many allegations against the state by protesters. In recent months, the protesters have also demanded false things, and their demands have gone from just third-term re-election to seeking a drastic reduction in the powers of the monarch king, Vajiran Longkorn, who recently announced plans to earn more Cornwealth as personal property, making him the richest person in Thailand. Wow, so many, so many quests for power. So much quest and yearn for power and wealth. Trust me, wherever there is inequality or a very, very high caste system, I think that very huge divide between the rich and the poor oftentimes leads to protests in different countries. As we conclude on our report on protests around the world, all we can say is that all those protests around the world seem to point us to the fact that citizen protests may be the strongest medium for electorates to get to vent their grievances to government of the day, especially when all other forms of getting government's attention hasn't yielded any results. He also tells us that Nigeria is not all alone in making demands for a better society. All we can ask is that when protests are made, governments should respond on time and address the issues very quickly. Not just addressing the issues through letters, but I think showing a face, especially from the highest authority of the country. Probably when situations, things like that are done, the protests will go down very quickly. We do encourage you to share your comments with us and share your thoughts with us on Twitter at Mobile Punch and like our page on Facebook and send your comments also and reactions on Instagram at Punch Newspapers. You can also share your voices with us on, WhatsApp, on our WhatsApp platform. Do enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Hello and welcome. This is Punch Voice, where we get the nation talking. Well, from Belarus to Hong Kong, Namibia to the United States, protests have rocked the, the year 2020 in addition to the COVID-19 pandemic that is still claiming lives worldwide. Nigeria is not being spared either, either in protest or in the pandemic. Today, we will be talking about protests all around the world and our NSAS protest in Nigeria, which has evolved beyond calls for dissolution of the special anti robbery squad, SARS. On October 8th, 2020, musicians run town on falls, led a peaceful protest in Lagos, calling for the disbandment of the special anti robbery squad. The protest spread across the state and to several states of the Federation, including the Federal Capital Territory, Abuja. On Sunday, 11th October 2020, the Inspector General of Police, Mohamed Adamu, announced the disbandment of SARS. Protesters responded with a five-point demand and continued with the protest. <laughs> 